Well, welcome to this edition of All Stars of Turf. I haven't right. sprung it on him yet, but our next recipient is David Fructy of Pine Needles and Southern Pines in North Carolina. Um, David, I always try to like to catch people off guard with this. So congratulations uh, for being our next honoree. This has been uh, somewhat of a... Um, a replacement of our superintendent of the year program where we were only able to honor one person a year uh, by uh, changing gears. We thought it was it made more sense to honor more people throughout the year because there's so many superintendents out there doing so much great work. So um, just a, a, uh, wanted to explain that, but congratulations and thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you. As a as definitely a, a, a huge surprise. <laughs> I didn't think uh, I thought it was going to be just a, a normal uh, conversation here. Uh, ask me yeah. some questions and stuff like that. But uh, no, that's that's a great honor and uh, truly uh, appreciate it. Well, it will be a normal conversation now from here on <laughs> from, for the rest of the duration of this call. So, um, so anyway, you were uh, there at uh, Southern Pines and Pine Needles. And um, which uh, was the recent site of this year's U.S. Women's Open, the fourth there, and you've been the superintendent for all of them. That's uh, correct. Yeah. You know, other other than you know, f for a major championship that's on a rotational basis, I don't know that there's been a superintendent that's hosted. I don't know if there's been a superintendent that's hosted four of them before. Um, there might be. There might. I really don't know. We're, we're going to go. We're going to go ahead and make the call and say you're the only one. On it. So facts don't matter. We're just going to go with it. Uh, so uh, and and you've been there now for a little over twenty years. You uh, a little more than that. Thirty-two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, you learned at the knee of. Uh, David Stone at the honors course, correct? That's correct. Yes, I was with David uh, 88 through 90. Yeah, great, 90. great guy, great place. And let, let's go back to the start there um, and tell us a little bit about working for David at, at a just a phenomenal piece of ground and how he helped form your career. Yeah, I mean, um, I came over from uh, Farmington Country Club uh, working under David, uh, not uh, Larry Shore in, in um, Germantown, Tennessee, and uh, and I came over and started. I was looking for a superintendent job at the time. You know, I worked for Larry for two years, and at that time, you, about two years, all you need to get a superintendent job. Everything was growing so fast, but uh, the job opened up at the honors course, and uh, I said I'm going to take that and uh, learn a little bit more. And uh, and it was best best move I ever made. I, Gained two more years experience working under David. Uh, um, he's such a unique guy. Um, always on top of everything. Very scientific uh, led person. You know, he uh, does a lot of own experiments and stuff like that. And uh, and just just soaked it on in for two years and worked under him and uh, learned a heck of a lot. So. That propelled me to my next job, and I was here. So I've been here since 1990. Right. Yeah. So you maybe speak a little bit about 
and you mentioned his attention to detail and how he was just on top of everything. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, what was it about the way he conducted business that helped make you the superintendent you are today? Well, he was, he was such an organized person. Um, he, uh, you know, made lists of every job that needs to be done for that week or next four weeks or next year or whatever. He just, just kept up with the list and uh, he really thought things through and when to do it, how to do it, when's the best time to do it and so forth. Uh, very, very organized, uh, very detailed. Um, you know what, moisture for the next day. So and we put down the moisture we need for the next day. We, you know, we had big grass greens back then and then uh, that was a, a big thing back in the early 90s or late 80s. Everybody went to Bermuda, or from Bermuda grass to bent grass, and, and David probably one of the best bent grass growers in the, in, in the transition zone for sure. And I uh, just learned a heck of a lot uh, of the detail he put in uh, every day managing those greens. Now, from, from that sign above your window. I'm on a boat. Can you shut my door, please? Thank you. Sorry about that. That's okay. From that sign above your window, I think that you're a Purdue graduate. That's correct. Yeah. How'd, how'd you end up in Tennessee? Well, I just, uh, I, I knew I didn't want to stay up north. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess I'm cold, tired of the winters, I, you know, the gloomy, cold, all winter long and all that. And I thought, well, I'd rather go down south. And again, uh, at the time when I graduated, and then, you know, I graduated in 86, well, 80, 80, 85, December 85, and then took a job in 86. Everybody went from Bermuda grass to bent grass. Um, matter of fact, uh, my first job was uh, at Farmington Country Club in Germantown. It's no longer there now, but uh, uh, Larry Shore was, uh, you know, group Bermuda grass for a long time, and he switched over to bent grass because that was the thing to do back then. I thought, well, if I'm going to learn how to grow big grass, I should move up quickly in, in the south. You know, one being the south, south, uh, don't want to go all the way to Florida or Texas or anything like that. It's one hit the, right here in the transition zone for some reason, stay east of the Mississippi. And, and uh, lo and behold, uh, Dr. Daniels helped me, uh, got in touch with uh, Larry Shore and went to Germantown, Tennessee, my first job. Yeah, I I once was at a conference where um, Dr. A.J. Powell, the late Dr. Powell from Kentucky, was speaking of growing grass in the transition zone. And he, he referred to it as we can grow everything equally poorly here. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and so, you know, you've going from Bermuda to Bent and most places back to Bermuda again. Um, you know, what are you growing now in North Carolina and, um, and, oh, and how does, how does that fit into that transition zone mode? Well, ever since the ultra doors come out and, um, it's been slowly turning things around, um, we're, uh, we're, we're putting in so many rounds, uh, a year and, and in the summer's. Are just as busy 
as ever. Uh, it's funny, when I first got here in 1990, is, um, you could shoot a cannon through the, the halls here and it wouldn't hit anybody mm-hmm. in July and August. Everybody, you know, nobody played. Too, too many people played. We had a few tournaments here and there, but uh, but then um, in 96, things changed around a little bit, you know, with the first women's open and we, we really got busy. And then uh, and in 2004, we, we, we changed the greens. Uh, Kept them bent grass to, to A1, and that helped a little bit. But uh, now, you know, with all the play we're getting, we're, you know, we were getting around 22 to 28, and it went to 32 to 35. Now it's pretty close to 40,000 rounds a year. Wow. And, uh, and the Bermuda grass can hang, hang with it, you know, they can stand up to it. And the biggest thing was we have this kids' tournament here in, uh, in late July, early August, the uh, U.S. kids. Um, they come down and they take up, uh, I don't know, 15 golf courses or something like that. We have the seven, eight-year-olds here at uh, Mid Pines, and uh, and uh, there's like 250 contestants for each age group. So we'll have uh, 250 seven-year-olds on one nine and 250 uh, eight-year-olds on the other nine, and uh, and then uh, you, can, you can only imagine what putting green looks like. <laughs> right. When, when it was big grass, I mean, it was uh, uh, Wilmington looked a little bit better than our uh, baseline. That Wilmington looks better than our uh, putting green after these kids get through. So um, we end up switching a little chipping green to a putting green, uh, putting green, and uh, the next year we put the kids on this little putting green uh, for me to putting green, and uh, that's all they were on. I mean, this thing was no more than fifteen hundred square feet, two thousand. It was pretty well trashed by the time they were done but they came right back so i told the owners that's the way to go so we we uh 2013 we we did mid pines here changed from bent grass to bermuda grass and then uh and then in 16 and 17 we did pine needles and uh then i got the third golf courses in 2020 2019, we bought uh, Southern Pines Golf Course, which is another Don Ross golf course. And uh, last year, we, we transferred that over to uh, for bit to Bermuda Grass and Mini Mini Verde Bermuda Grass. So they all three golf courses have Bermuda Grass now, and they do a great job. They're they're fantastic. I can help hold up with all the play we get. And then in the winter months, uh, they put just as good as the in the winter months. They do this with this mini birdie and the ultra doors in general. And it's, there's only a couple of golf courses now in the area that has the grass greens. It used to be about everybody. So right. it's, it's changing, changing things around. So uh, not to say another 10 years ago back to big grass. Who knows? Right. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. So we would be remiss not to mention um, uh, Peggy Kirkbell and her involvement there um, at Pine Needles. And, uh, you know, probably most of our listeners recognize the name for any of who do not. Uh, She was one of the pioneers of LPGA and really made her name in the business in golf instruction. And her involvement in the game made I think um, Pine Needles, the, the 
a natural for a, U a tournament like the U.S. Women's Open. And what was – and she died, I think, uh, about, about five or six years ago, 2016, I think, maybe. And, um, uh, and, and she was from my wife's hometown of Finley, Ohio. Okay. And they even had a – I think they still have a fundraiser golf tournament here in her name. And, and while she was able, before she got – you know, uh, too old, she would even come back for some of those and uh, lend her face and to, to the success of the tournament. Um, but anyway, uh, obviously a giant in the, in the game of women's golf. What was it like working with her and to see firsthand the influence she had on the game of women's golf? Yeah, it was uh, my first guy here. It was it was tremendous. I, he did, I didn't, you know, I really didn't know exactly who she was when I first took the job. And um, once, uh, once they get to know her and, uh, and what she has done for the for the ladies, I mean, we every May we have, uh, you know, three to three to five women's schools here, um, where we have uh, sixty to ninety women come in and and, and uh, get golf lessons and uh, spend the week with us they're called golfaris and uh and so the whole month of may we we had you know it's all about teaching you know monday through friday and then uh, the weekends that are open up but uh but every monday we would have a, a new set of women coming in and she was and uh, she taught all these ladies how to play golf and over the years and then uh, in 89 at uh, Pine Needles and then uh, and then in 91 we had a women's senior amateur here um, and we were in the process of changing the golf course a little bit um, I, was, I redid the the greens uh, put them in pin cross you know reseed re them and, and then gas them out reseed them and, and uh, we had a very successful uh, women's senior event and then uh, she just uh, mentioned uh, one evening that with the women senior were here uh, she said well we had the what she said we had the we had the girls and we had the old ladies when when are we gonna get the pros and that was all she had to say <laughs> and next thing we know we you know after that tournament but if you want that women's open you got it so 96 they scheduled the women's first women's open so mm -hmm. she had a lot of influence uh, for the first one and um, and she has a lot of influence uh, throughout the her her, her career, and um, it's just been wonderful to work for, with. And uh, she was my biggest cheerleader, so she was a uh, she was great to work with and work for. And um, you know, we're all sad that she left us, but uh, she she led a heck of a life, that's for sure. Yeah, you had mentioned that to me once before that she was your biggest cheerleader. You, she was your biggest cheerleader. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, please? Well, she just uh, she just praised praised everything we did. You know, everything I did, and she she just uh, just encouraged me to work a little work, work a little harder, work a little bit better for her. And um, but uh, you know, come come to think about, it, she was everybody's biggest cheerleader. So that's a she's a great motivator that way. And and, uh, and she can be tough too. Uh, when she needs to be, but, uh, but, uh, she was, uh, she was always encouraging me and, and, uh, 
say how great the golf course is and just uh, like I said, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure to work for her. She was a heck of a golfer when I first got here. She was, uh, I thought I was a good golfer until I uh, stepped on a tee with her. <laughs> at 70 years old, she, and I was at, I was 30 and she was whipping my ass. <laughs> Al drove me a couple times, so <laughs> she could hit the ball. I mean, she's uh, she was she was something else. Yeah, yeah, quite an athlete, and uh, her and, husband is uh, or her husband as well. I believe was a professional basketball player. So, yeah, um, yeah. bullet. They call yeah. it bullet. He's fast. <laughs> it's in the genes, you know. There's no. Yeah. It's that simple. Um, uh, it, you you've obviously been there a long time. Um, it's not necessarily something that's very common nowadays to see uh, loyalty on both sides of a relationship in this industry. Um, what has, what is it about the place that has made you want to stay there so long? It just, um, first of all, it's very challenging. Um, all three resort golf courses are, are, um, you know, they're Donna Russell golf courses. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're great, uh, great golf courses with a lot of history. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of tournaments come through and played on all three golf courses. Um, you know, first thing, you know, when I first got here, it felt like a country club when I got here. I mean, everybody, uh, everybody knew, you know, these guys, and gals keep coming back year after year after year, so it's it's, it's kind of like uh, when you when you uh, when you come into the the, the the resort and all that, they feel like a, they've been here before. They know what, what what's going on, and and it's a family it's a family business, you know. Miss um, Bell is the head of the family, and then the uh, all the, the two daughters and, and son, um, you know, work the place, and then the they got married and uh, the brother-in-laws are uh, Kelly Miller, who I work for as he's the president of the resorts and uh, great guy, great golfer, knows, knows my business. Uh, so it's pretty easy to, to, to work under uh, one owner. Um, right. Just, uh, if I need something and you know, it, it makes sense, uh, it's it usually goes for it. Um, uh, like I say, he's uh, tremendous golfers and, and, and gets around, plays a lot of different tournaments and, and meets a lot of different superintendents too. So he's well connected in, in the golf. He knows what we're up against. And so it's been, been a pleasure to work with. Uh, plus, um, you know, 1990, when I started, uh, we, you know, I kind of did the, we did the pineals in-house, you know, it took us two years, two and a half years to, Move some bunkers around and, and, and get it to where it's today's game and uh, move some tees back and stuff like that. So, and then 2004, we redid it again with John Pope. And then in 2017, Kyle France put his little stamp on it too. So, and on three, three, uh, three different uh, constructions just on this golf course. And then we did Mid Pines and, and just finished up. Last year with Southern Pine, still working out the kinks in that one. So it's been, you know, been busy. Plus, I've had four tournaments, uh, four women's opens, uh, two women's senior opens. 
Athens in uh, 2019 at the Women's Senior Open. So right. That was a, their second time they ever hosted that. So, but they, you know, had the tournaments, uh, had the reconstructions, and it's been, it's like I said, it's been challenging. It's never a dull moment around here, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A single owner has to uh, make that a, a much easier uh, situation to work under than boards and committees and turnover on boards and committees every couple of years. And you never know, you know, with club politics and so forth, you never know who you're going to get. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the club politics is probably something I wouldn't be very good at. Maybe, maybe I would, but uh, um, I probably wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, the single owners suited my style, suited my, my personality to the T. So for sure, it's uh, for me, it's the way to go. The most pressure on me is not with the members, the problem internally. <laughs> Make sure the golf course is in great shape for right. our guests paying the price they pay. Now you've, uh, <clears throat> this year's open, you know, you, you've been in the, the news a lot recently with this year's open. And uh, one of the things that occurred again this year, which had started last year at Olympic, was having uh, a, a pretty good representation of women superintendents and assistants on the volunteer crew. Uh, when you were approached about uh, I guess, well, about doing that again this year, but about trying to, to stay the course with what they had started last year at Olympic. Um, what were, you know, what was your, your, your thought about, about that? And because that was sort of an impromptu thing that started just as a, uh, I think just as a, what the intent was to just provide an opportunity for women to uh, take part in a high profile women's event. And it turned into something much, much more, at least for them. And what was it like for you to, to keep that going this year and have so many women uh, take part in a high profile women's event at your, at your course? Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it, you know, we read about it in, in last year's, uh, you, know, you know, Troy Flanagan did a great job and, and uh, the women you know, did a good job. There's not much, you know, and then uh, in November, I get a call from Kimberly Garr with Sagenta to help help uh, Troy with, with, with uh, the ladies coming in, working with him. And she gave me a call, are you interested? And I said, well, let me uh, let me think about it and uh, let me talk to the owner and let me talk to Kelly Miller and see what he thinks. And um, and at the time, you know, I was you know I was trying to get a, build a team again. You know, just uh, with COVID and all that. You know, coming off of COVID, we we lost quite a few guys. You know, right uh, between Pine Needles and Mid Pines, I had maybe 50, 50 people, and they're not all full timers. You know, I have a bunch of part timers, but I. Between the two golf courses, I had 50 people, and at the time when she called, I probably had 
between the two golf courses, not counting Southern Pines, I probably had no more than uh, 25, you know, on my staff and I'm trying to build up. And I said, and then nobody was coming, walking through the door. And, and I was, I was kind of saying, look, I mean, I went to the owner and said, look, I'm, I, I'm going to need some help, you know, and, and uh, we got these 30 women volunteers uh, could help us out. And um, he said, uh, yeah, you, him and the uh, the owners are uh, for it, so we uh, we proceeded, and um, you know, I was uh, I was more than glad to have them. They were they were tremendous help yeah. for us. I mean, it was uh, it was you know they they did every bit of uh, the work. You know, they I, I leaned on them to change cups, to mow greens, to break you know. Some of them rake bunkers, but uh, some of them uh, were hand-worn greens for us um, to, uh, you know, mowing fairways. They were doing everything. So uh, they were, I treat them just like I was not my full-time staff. Um, I put them in, in prominent spots, and, uh, and uh, they did a great job, you know. And they, you know, they're all professionals, you know. They've sure. been working on the turf for... For as long as uh, some of them just almost as long as I have, so uh, they uh, they did a wonderful job and, and uh, supplement my staff and, um, and it was great. Uh, it was awesome to have uh, 30 women here or 30 on on a crew that going to be here every day. Um, whereas before three previous tournaments, uh, I utilized a lot of uh, local talent here you know a lot of super tents and assistants we got quite a few golf courses in the area and i was able to bring them in and uh, they may work two two mornings here or two afternoons here or there and it was a kind of a kind of a nightmare to scheduling as far as who could come in do what do right what. We, we give them a little uh, survey what they do best and then what they want to do and I just matched that up, and then you know, they, some of them want mow greens, some of them want like mow fairways, some of them was good with uh, changing cups, and I just put them on those tasks. And uh, the only glitch we had by the first morning, where where to send them? Where did they didn't know where the golf course? You know, we had a little bit of orientation Sunday night, but uh, mm -hmm. being dark and all that, it's kind of kind of nerve wracking. Send them out there, and then. <laughs> That first morning, you know, we knew we were gonna go struggle a little bit. I told the USGA people, I said, look, you know, we're gonna be a little chaos first thing in the morning, Monday morning, but once we get through that, we should be good. So, and we were, and they were great the rest of the way out. So we, it was a great experience. Uh, uh, you know, these ladies, they go anywhere, work at any tournament and, and do a great job for anybody. Yeah, what, what kind of feedback did you receive from them about their experience? Uh, they, they enjoyed it. Um, they, they really loved it. Um, we put them up here. Uh, we, we're fortunate we had some housing here on site. Um, we had some what we call villas at Mid Pines. Uh, they were, there were in three or four different uh, villas. Uh, so they were they were kind of stuck with each other pretty closely uh, as far as, you know, rooming fairly close to each other. And and then I guess even evening they had, a, they had a great time, get some good, good, good get togethers, I guess. And uh, sure. 
drink some beers and told stories. So, uh, but they, they, uh, they did a great job and, uh, yeah, they, they were very appreciative of, of, you know, doing the, doing the, you know, the bulk of the work. I don't right. want to say the bulk of the work, but a lot of the prominent jobs that normally you probably get to more staff doing it. Yeah. You hinted, uh, a little bit about some of the, just like everybody else, some of the labor challenges you're now facing coming out of the pandemic. Um, and which is not unique to golf as we've all seen pretty much any, all the service industries are, are facing the same thing and pretty much any, I think any business that's really still offering, uh, relying on, um, I don't want to say unskilled, but where you're offering, you know, kind of a, a, a mid to lower end hourly wage. Any, anybody in that boat is really struggling right now where you're just not able to find applicants and people are able to go to fast food restaurants and get more there. They're able to go to Walmart and earn more there. And it's affecting a lot of different industries, just not golf. Um, you know, you mentioned that your staff was down coming out of COVID and, and uh, by about half or so, um, you know, what, if anything, are you able to do to try to entice people to come out and, and turn in an application? And has anything, you, you know, as you're throwing things against the wall, is anything stuck? Well, in the springtime, we did do a career fair for high school, uh, career fair, and, um, and we did one for college, too, and didn't get too much action from that, but uh, we did have a few high schoolers that uh, came through and uh, we got their names and numbers and stuff like that, and uh, in uh, April, they had their spring break, and uh, we kind of invited uh, call as many people we could on that list <laughs> and all these kids text them say hey you want a job it's uh we'll pay 75 dollars a day and free lunch to pick up pine cones and we got uh anywhere from 20 to 30 kids uh um to, to pick up pine cones for us uh, we had a heck of a year for uh pine cones they're still dropping um but uh a tremendous amount of pine cones with all the pine trees we have in our golf course and uh we had them pick up pine cones, and uh, from there we 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 uh, got about six or seven kids from there that uh, are working for us this summer. Now they're going to be going back to school here in August, so we're going to be hurting again. But uh, at least they're helping us get through some some summer work, and we're really busy with some other things going on too. So that helped out a little bit, and we're getting a few people come in and. And filling out applications and, and uh, hired a hired a couple of people last couple of weeks. So hopefully we're seeing some signs for get things getting a little bit better for us. You know, definitely we've uh, upped our uh, upped our starting wages and upped our wages as as, as everybody. You know, right. Uh, I was uh, watching the news last night and they were talking about Raleigh. A pizza place in Raleigh, uh, paying their uh, their servers and uh, cooks twenty dollars an hour. <laughs> so, you know, 
just to get people to do it. So, I mean, that's that's where it's going to go. Um, unless, uh, unless recession hits us again here, which it could in the next couple of years or next few, you know, inflation and all that, things might get a little bit uh, better for us. Soon, like, when uh, come through. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get many golfers either. But uh, yeah, and, you know, and, and everybody's kind of in the same boat where you you, you don't have enough help. Um, uh, play now for a couple of years is is way up, and you you pointed that out early in our discussion here today. How much play up plays up there? Uh, so you have the added pressure of increased play coupled with not enough help what what is the trade-off that you're having to make is you know does does this equation translate into uh you know how how does it affect the golf course uh, tremendously um it affects uh affects how we do business you know we're we're not we're not looking at as much of the detail as we used to um you know bunkers are getting raked a little less um frequency um you know weeds are are in our sandscapes what we call native areas we we uh took a lot of uh rough out put wire grass in, in those areas and uh you know right now we got a lot of for me to come back into those areas so we're yeah. trying to keep up with that so it's it's been been a, a lot of stress involved um you know my superintendents uh and assistants are are working harder now than they ever have uh, trying to keep up they're doing a lot more work themselves versus managing people um staff is a lot smaller but they're you know i would say you know they're, they're all working a little bit harder a little bit longer and then uh, we're getting it done so um you know i do i don't discouraged overtime you know that's that's one thing we you know we haven't you know taken away from our our, our guys i mean uh, they're not working 60 hours a week but they're you know they're, they're putting in 40 45 50 hours a week some of them right the last few weeks with the clarification all three golf courses so it's been you know we've been been struggling a little bit, um, keeping it up, you know, keeping everything sprayed out and, and just the detail work. We're, we get the mowing done, greens mowing and stuff like that, top dressing, bird cut, and uh, on the greens on a weekly basis with Bermuda grass greens. But uh, just outside those, uh, outside the, the, the corridors a little bit, or a little, a little, a little, uh, shrewd a little bit, but. Uh, and I don't think the golfers really seem like, you know, the golfers, you know, we're a resort. Uh, so we do have some memberships here, but most of our, uh, most of our plays from resort place. So they're not looking down. They're not, they're looking up, you know, that's a new, a new golf course to them. Right. The old golf course that they play three, four times a week. So they only play, you know, Fortunately, they may only play Pine Needles one time, and then they go over to Mid Pines, play that golf course, and then uh, then play Southern Pines on the third day or whatever, and, and uh, they only see it one time. So they're uh, 
they're not looking down. They're not looking at all the weeds. They're just looking at what they need to do next shot. So, right. <laughs> which uh, as a resort is kind of good, um, but uh, we still want to provide uh, value there too. We don't want to charge them, overcharge them, and not not having them get get the value out of that. So, right. How much gas does Dave have left in the tank? Ah, uh, I'm. I'm still pretty, uh, we're, I'm doing another project right now. <laughs> Southern Pines, we're putting in uh, probably a 20,000 plus uh, practice screen. That's going to be a putting course slash or, uh, or practice screen. So uh, we're in the middle of that process right now. So it's nonstop. Um, I, you know, I'm not, hopefully I want to slow down a little bit here and enjoy you know, enjoy it a little bit. So, uh, I don't know, another, another five, six, seven years probably be good. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe slow down before that and, and do a little, uh, let, uh, let my super tent do a lot more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you mentioned another construction project going on. This isn't in-house too, is it? No, well, it's, uh, <clears throat> we have some of, uh, Kyle Franz, who uh, has done a lot of our work, uh, he's got uh, five, five of his guys out here on the property and stuff like that. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll do some of the irrigation, you know, irrigation work and uh, try to lay out the drainage for him to put the drainage in and stuff like that. But, uh, well, you know, we'll have some, some work involved in it. Yeah. What what do you do when you're you're off time to kind of keep your head on straight? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> What's uh, off just, time, uh, right? Huh? What's off time, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I just uh, spend spend a lot of time with my wife, which is uh, which is great, and uh, spend some time with my kids. Uh, they're all they're one's in Utah and the other one's in Alabama right now. And, uh, my daughter's in Alabama. She's going. Her uh, newly husband is in the army as a medical pilot. So uh, for the army, and uh, he's going to be stationed in Alaska for a couple, two or three years. So we'll definitely go up there and visit visit them maybe once or twice. Um, then we'll go out sea tour. With the COVID and all that out in Utah, we haven't seen him in a while, but he's come back a few times. But uh, no, it's uh, family time, and uh, I don't know if you see it, but I'm um, a big Hurricanes fan, so that, that takes up some of my yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I see it up there on the wall. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for you. So, um, right. <laughs> I got a great team. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I don't fish, I don't uh, hunt, but uh, like I said, I, when I get home, I kind of relax the best I can and uh and uh, you know spend time with my my wife and um very relaxed time we're looking to once we get through COVID a little bit more and uh, it's, uh hope to do a lot more traveling yeah next few years. well David it was great catching up with you I appreciate your time and congratulations um thank you, you know, the the uh the selection process for this is uh, 
is just like you working with a single owner. It's uh, much more streamlined <laughs> than the old superintendent of the year days where we had about 15 judges on this. This is yeah. something we just kind of decide on in-house. And there's there it, it, while there are several people who deserve the honor, there has been a very short list so far of people that just obviously jump off the page at us, and you are one of those. So congratulations for that, and it's been a real treat uh, being on here and talking with you today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the uh, honor, and uh, I was uh, I was on the um, 2004 or 2005. I was uh, nominated for the. Two thousand five. I remember that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, no, I appreciate the uh, recognition and uh, uh, honor.